0: Welcome to Walshy Naps, the podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg, and on today's show, I'm pleased to welcome two guests, Gwen Bortner and Stacy Trock. Gwen and Stacy are both yarn people. Gwen designs knitwear, and Stacy designs crocheted stuffed animals. But they're also much more than that. They're teachers, and business owners, and bloggers too. On today's show, the three of us will be sharing our tips for great stuff in media, apps, tools, websites, and other amazing things we are loving right now that we think you'll love too. First, let me introduce you to Gwen. Gwen Bortner has been teaching since 1986 and is a recognized name at many national venues since 2003. Beginning in early childhood, Gwen has dabbled in all of the various needle arts with knitting finally taking center stage during her college years. Gwen has nearly 30 years of experience as a business consultant, trainer, and executive working in a variety of business arenas. Her superpower is the ability to share new and valuable information in accessible, easy-to-process, bite-sized pieces. Gwen can be found on her shared blog at twosides2points.com and on her website at gwenbortner.com. And let's say hello to my frequent guest, Stacy Truck. Stacy's business is Fresh Stitches. She designs crocheted patterns for adorable and huggable stuffed animals. Her patterns are easy to follow and take the mystery out of crochet. She is also a teacher on craftsy.com and nationally and is the author of three books. You can find Stacy online at freshstitches.com. Gwen, Stacy, welcome. Hi. Hi, Abby. Thank you for having us. Gwen, I really enjoyed your recent blog post about the similarities you see between knitting and starting a business. So tell us about that and about what projects you're working on now at the start of 2014.
1: Well, I often we'll find similarities in what you know two things that seem disparate. Because I think that there's more similarities in life than there are differences. I think we try to get focused on the differences way too often. And what I'm working on right now is uh, my blog partner, Kelly Ness, and I are in the process of um, changing our informal relationship into a formal relationship. And we're very excited about that. And thus, uh, we recently moved from the same stitch.com to two sides, two points, which reflects our new look, our new logo, and our new direction.
0: Wow, that's terrific. So, what kinds of steps did you take to sort of more formalize your business relationship?
1: We're actually in the processing, uh, process of actually um, becoming uh, partners, true business partners. Um, in the you know financial sense, not just kind of the emotional sense that we've been in uh, via the blog for the last uh, several years. We started the blog uh, together in, I think it was 2010. Might have been eight. Can't remember now. It's been a while. Um, Kelly and I met when we were uh, teaching at Stitches events. And um, we our, our initial name is uh, Two Sides of the Same Stitch, two points of view about the craft we love because Kelly is a much more of a creative where I'm much more of a logic based person. She's right-handed. I'm left-handed. She lives on the East coast. I live on the West coast. Uh, she has five kids. I have none. Uh, (laughs) So
2: wait, does she have a dog?
1: Um, she just had to put her little sweetie down. He, she was, she had this great, no, she had this great basset hound that, that I met that was just hysterical. I loved this basset hound. So, She's got this bassinet with legs that are, you know, like two inches long. I have a great name, So there you are. It's just, it's another example.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. And I think it really makes for an interesting blog because if that's what unites you is knitting.
1: And, you know, knitting for, for those who aren't familiar, we talk about knit and purl like it's two stitches, but it's just the front and the back of the same stitch. And so it really is the same thing. It's whether you're making it from the front or you're making it from the back.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Such great parallels there between life and knitting. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, um, so Stacey, I know that you are joining us from Australia today, but normally I you're am. in Minnesota, normally, and uh, it's <laughs> like zero degrees in Minnesota today, but... So what time is it there in Australia, and what is it's the time? Temp- it's six a.m. And what's the temperature Australia.
2: outside? And I think it's the next day. I'm okay. on the eighth.
0: It's the eighth. You're on the right. seventh. So we're recording this on January seventh, and it's the eighth. Um, and I'm with- in. The
2: fu- I live in the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, and and what
1: you the- always were that cool.
0: <laughs> She's a super Girl. What's it like well, outside what's right so- now? Is it zero? It's not zero degrees there. I'm assuming.
2: Well, but what's so funny? So now that I live in Minnesota. It's cold, right? And we in Australia, not enough happens to sustain the whole news hour. So there's frequently world news. That's sort of mean. <laughs> they just care about the world more than we do in America. And so there's always international news. And Minnesota has been on the TV every night about how cold it is. And same temperature it was when we left. Yeah. Um, wow. I think it's it's just that the rest of the country is right. now enjoying that you know, minus 10, minus 15 degree without windshield temperature um, and nope. smell that we've been getting since like Thanksgiving.
0: Um, so we're all enjoying typical Minnesota weather here now. Right.
2: It's nice. just Minnesota everywhere. <laughs>
0: So, um, so how is your trip going? And, and what I know you were doing some reflecting and some some future planning for Fresh Ditches. So. Yeah,
2: oh, it's going great. So every year, um, I don't know if you know or not, but there's a cricket match. Um, and cricket is a game that takes five days to play. Um, and there are five of these matches. So every year, Tim and I go to the one that's in Sydney and go and watch. And this year it was England versus Australia, which is a really big deal. Um, and I bring along my knitting and we get there at six in the morning and we wait, you know, we watch and yada, yada. Um, it's all very fun and all very Australian. And this year the game only lasted three days, which is like shocking. Um, so I didn't get as much knitting done as I had planned on getting done. Um, and we've just been doing family stuff and I've been... I've been blogging. It's nice for me to sort of blog and not do that much else, you know? So like you said, yeah, I get to do some little brainstorming. Um, I'm currently working on all of my yarn. I need to start the New Year's. They're waiting for me and hopefully not snowed in under like, you know, five tons of snow. Um, but the weather's nice.
0: Good. Nice. That sounds good. <laughs> um, so, so how much longer are you there for?
2: One more week. And awesome. then we make the long trek back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Great. Beef well, jerky's my secret. I oh, could, yeah? I could have that as one of my things. I think beef <laughs> jerky is my secret to success on the flight. Oh, yeah? Just, like, gives you that protein on your... While you're yeah, on. like, a little bit of protein. Because um, I used to bring a lot of crackers, but I, those aren't very filling. Mm. And they're sort of, like... They're sort of boring. So I bring pomegranates, which is a controversial decision because a lot of people think they're too messy, but I think they're just a good distraction. You know, it takes like a full half hour to process a pomegranate. And so it's a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of beef jerky. That's what keeps me going.
0: Awesome, um, cool. Gwen, <laughs> I know Gwen. You travel a lot for your for your work. Do you ever, not like that? Do you ever choose those two unusual snacks
1: <laughs> of the continental United States? So um, I don't have to have big plans, and um, because I live in a little tiny market, I always have at least one layover, so I can get you know food at the airport. So awesome. I don't have to have these. Uh, Quite quite the extravagant plans that Stacey has to have.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay. Uh and I um, let's see what I'm working on right now. I'm getting ready for Valentine's Day. Um because I just started um, keeping a year-long calendar for my business, which has been amazing. So now I'm, like, super on time with all the future holidays, which I never was before. They would always sneak up on me. So, Wait, um, what do you mean you're keeping a calendar? Like, I just have printed out, like, a you know, a calendar of the whole year. Oh. And so I can, like... Plan out what's going to happen. <laughs> I know it's a crazy idea, but um, I'm a, kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of person in the past, so now I'm like, ooh, next month is Valentine's Day. So, surprise, surprise. I know, right? So I'm starting um, a sew-along that will launch um, on January 14th on my blog, and i um, it is based on the Benji the Bumblebee pattern that I have. I've done some neat alterations and additions to it to make Benji into a love bug. Oh, so that you can sew a Valentine's Day love bug for all your friends and kids, etc. Um, and so the pattern will be discounted for the full month from January 14th to February 14th. Um, there'll be tutorials in the blog about how to make your love bug and a hashtag so you can post pictures. And then there'll be um, fabulous prizes um, on the on Valentine's Day for the cutest love bugs. So that is what I am working on. Um, cool. Yeah, the Benji the Bumblebee so long. So um, all right, so we're going to start talking about our fun picks. We've got some amazing lists here. So I think Gwen, we're going to um, start with you, and you wanted to talk about. Um, some knitting needles. I don't knit, so this will be an education for me. They're the Addy Clicks and the Collage Double Point Needles.
1: Yeah. People always uh, ask, you know, what are your favorite knitting needles? And ultimately, the ones that I have available to work on the project that I want to work on is my favorite favorite pair. (laughs) Um, But what I find is... The Addy Clicks are the ones I'm going to a lot now. Addy actually has several different Clicks versions. They have short lace tips. They have long lace tips. They have bamboo. They have uh, their regular turbo. And um, they all use the same um, cord. And over time, I've actually collected kits with uh, of all the different types of tips. And so uh, they're wonderful to travel with because it's just easy to you know find what I need. And sometimes it actually makes sense to have... Two different types of tips, like a bamboo tip and a metal tip, so I can keep track of you know which one is which. And so I find I'm using those a lot. And when I do need double points, um, collage has been my my new go-to. They um, are manufactured in the USA, which I just love. They're like the only needle that's manufactured in the USA, um, and they have really sharp little tips, but the, and they're they're square. But they, and, and the square I find makes it easier to knit with when I'm knitting on smaller things, which tends to be when I'm using my double points. And so those are my, my go to needles. Those are the, the needles that I find that I'm going to all the time. And if I can choose, that's what I choose. Now, like I said, sometimes I go and what I, you know, the size I need is already in another project. That happens quite a bit. But um, if I have my druthers, those are the, the needles that I'm going. Going to, particularly because of the portability of uh, of the clicks, for all the traveling, it makes it really really easy um, to to take them with me. And um, I have a little Erin Lane case that um, is perfect for them, so it's fabulous.
0: Awesome. That does sound good. I don't know much about knitting, so I can't really ask any uh, intelligent questions about them. Stacy,
2: I know you. Oh, I do. I have a question. Okay, yeah, I'll do this. Okay, so do you prefer the clicks, o- like, over just having a regular Addy, or yes. is it just a convenience thing? Like, is the are you actually as pleased with the knitting process on the click as the regular?
1: Yeah, I am. Some people don't, um, like the join. I mean, the join is always an issue for anybody because, um, if they're an interchangeable needle, which is what these are they're you know, they can come, they can come apart occasionally. That's just, you know, the reality of it. It doesn't bother me. And I, you know, occasionally we'll have an issue, but it's pretty rare.
2: Yeah, and we're talking about our, our underlying theme, well, at least my underlying theme, is uh, time, organization, and efficiency. So now that you have an interchangeable set, do <laughs> you feel that your needle stash is more organized and efficient? It's Mine was always pretty
1: organized. I've, I've made a little tube holder mm-hmm. that keeps things organized, and so and sometimes I, I hop over to, the, to those needles. but. For for travel and not always knowing what I'm going to be working on or what I'm going to need at the time, Um, having the clicks is just so much more flexible.
2: Yeah. Nice. Okay, those were my questions. Awesome. You did a good job taking over. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Uh, All right. So, Stacey, you wanted to talk about the Calorie Counter app.
2: Oh, yeah. But wait, I want to say first, sure. I, I, I have to go I, uh, on my favorite knitting needles, too. So oh, sure. I, controversially, am just a regular Addy Turbo chick. I Even though I agree that the join on the interchangeables is the best join I've probably ever seen, I just can't get down with it. So I go for just the regular needles, and I take the tactic of only knitting. I pick, like, a kind of thing I'm going to make. And I just have to make that kind of thing. Like in Australia, I just have to make a shawl with fingering weight yarn because I brought my size fives. And that's how it's going to be. And for double point needles, my favorite is the um, Knitter's Pride carbons because it's grippy on the um, length of the needle, but Mm -hmm. smooth on the tip of the needle. And then for socks, my favorite is a high, a high, nine inch circular. So that's
1: I cannot my use point. those 9-inch circulars. I am I am hmm? not capable. I cannot use those 9-inch circulars. Yeah,
2: it's... Some I people have tried. Can, I, some, you hate them I or you... Yeah. I, I I'm a hater. I have small hands, I guess. I, I I'm have a hater. small hands, I guess. And so I just love them and they're so tiny. And so I just throw <laughs> them in my bag. I love them. Okay. The calorie counter app. So, the backdrop to this whole conversation is I got a tablet. So, I don't, I'm not known for having many gadgets. I don't, well, I have a smartphone, but it doesn't do smart. It's not connected to like a data plan. Um, so, I'm far behind on the technology front. But I finally got a Kindle Fire, which is just like a little tablet that lets me get apps. So, I'm really excited. Um, and one app I got is a calorie counter app. Um, and it's really cool because, well, it does exactly what it says. It helps you count calories. So you can type it, you know, you get up in the morning and you can type in like, you know, I had half a cup of yogurt and, you know, this brand of cereal. And it has a huge database that's user entered, um, that has all the nutrition information for that particular item. And if it's not in the database, then you can enter it. Um, so in Australia, you have to enter a lot of the information because it does it's mostly American brands of cereal, for example. Um, but you add it in and it tells you how many calories you should be having a day. And like you can put in your exercise, which gets you extra calories that you can burn if you went for a run. Um, and it's just and the whole process, you know, it's the process of telling yourself, "Oh yeah, I actually did have like two chocolates," um, and having to fess up to the little computer um, more than anything else. But I think it's it's fun.
0: Yeah, I um, I've been on Weight Watchers more than um, well, at least like six times probably <laughs> since. Um, uh, when did I first start, I guess in 2000. Um, so anyway, I love Weight Watchers, but one of the things that, um, that's great about it is that there is an app, a very similar situation to what you're describing, um, that you can get on the iPhone and you can enter, you know, what you've eaten during the day. And i like you, I find that if I do that, I'm so much more cognizant because I'm like having to, as you say, fess up too and face. okay, this is what you've already had. Do you really think <laughs> that you need more, you know? So, um, yeah. So when I'm doing that, it does really work. Not that I'm doing that at the moment, but it does work when I do it. <laughs> so. I,
1: I am just not, um, dedicated enough to do it. I've, I've tried many times I've used, um, spark people, which is a website, That'll do all of those um, same things. But I would just record the exercise piece. I just Mm -hmm. am not um, dedicated enough to record all of the food. And it ends up kind of defeating me. And so I've learned that even though it's the right thing to do so you're really aware of it, it just does me in. Uh
2: Yeah. Well, I accepted a certain amount of um, (laughs) imperfection, which I think was very important because I'm not – I actually don't care enough to weigh my food, for example. Like, you know, I've learned that like an ounce of cheese is the size of two die or whatever, but I'm not actually going to weigh the piece of cheese at the Christmas dinner. Um, it's just going, it's gone too far. So I think it's, yeah, I, I've i played it a little loosey-goosey. Um, but, you know, I one theme in life I think is doing something um, imperfectly is often better than just not doing anything. Um, So if you can force yourself a bit of, you know, imperfection and just do it, then that helps sometimes.
0: Absolutely. That's a really good theme in life. (laughs) I like that a lot. Um, Yeah, definitely. So um, I wanted to talk about a book that I have read more than once and that I really love. Um I'm kind of a sewing machine nerd. I love sewing machines, and I teach um, people how to use their sewing machines, so I get to see all different kinds. I saw a really cool one the other day. This woman brought in an IKEA sewing machine, which I had no idea IKEA made. I've machines. seen those; they're so cute. They're blue and yellow. It's adorable, um, and you know what? They work really well, and they're you know under a hundred dollars. Um, but anyway, so this is a book called "The Sewing Machine Classroom," and it's by Charlene Phillips, and she has run a sewing machine parts uh, shop for many years. That, and I think she also teaches. And this book, I think if you're going to get any book about how to use a sewing machine and how to understand what a sewing machine can and can't do and diagnose the problems that your machine might be having, I would say this is the best book to get. From And I read a lot of them. Um, first of all, the photos are really clear, and there's tons of photos. And there's a great uh, chapter called Demystifying Your Machine, which I think is really Terrific, um, because it shows you, you know, what is bobbin tension? What does it look like when it's off? Um, what does it look like? What is tension, in you know, general tension? Like why, how much thread is let out with each stitch? And like, how does that work? How do you really understand that? It tells you all about different kinds of feet and low shank feet, high shank feet. I mean, it really goes into details. Um, and it also shows you how to do all of the different kinds of stitches, how to do buttonholes, um, how to, you know, all all different kinds of interesting things, smocking, it gets into shearing and all different techniques. But as far as really understanding your machine and how a sewing machine really works, um, and then being able to sit down and say, okay, the reason why the thread is bunching is because of this. I, you know, I can sit down and diagnose the problem, fix the problem, and, you know, because almost all the time the machine is not broken. It just needs to be it needs to be threaded and re-threaded properly, and the bobbin needs to be wound properly and all that sort of thing. So this book is the book um, to really <laughs> learn how your sewing machine works. And if you want to teach other people how to use their sewing machines, then this is a great book, too, to give you the confidence to feel like you can approach any machine, whether it's brand new from Ikea or, you know, a 1950s Singer or whatever, and be able to see how it's going to work and what needs to be done to make it work better. So, I really recommend it and think she's a super author, and I, I love this book. So, And it's got a nice spiral binding, so it can open flat. Ooh, ooh that's nice. Always a good thing. So, um, so that's The Sewing Machine uh, Classroom by Charlene Phillips. Really good book. Um, all right, so... Um, all right. we're back up to Gwen. And this is... I've been meaning to talk about my coffee maker. So maybe in a different show I will. But um, so it's, it's very different from this one. But um, so you use or don't use, you love but don't use, the Scoop coffee maker.
1: Yeah. My husband got it for Christmas. I am not a coffee drinker. But it has made him so happy. Uh, because, and making a husband happy is a nice thing, right? I mean, that's a good thing to do. and Because he can... Um, just go get a cup of coffee whenever he wants one instead of debating about making a whole big pot and does he have to drink the whole pot? And You know, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just so efficient. Um, And because um, it basically works like a Keurig, except you don't have to buy the pods. You can use whatever coffee you want. So... It's way more efficient from so that standpoint. I
0: watched a little video online and it makes <coughs> one, um, it makes basically one cup of coffee at a time so that yep. if you're the only coffee drinker, for example, you can, or you just want one cup, you know, throughout the day, you can just make one cup instead of having to make a whole pot, which you end up throwing. Very
1: cool. Cause he would, you know, he'd make one cup in the morning you know, during vacation that he was here and then. Partway through the day, he'd look at me and he'd get this this little grin and say, "I'm gonna go have another cup of coffee," you know. And he'd toddle downstairs and and um, make one more cup of coffee whenever he wanted it.
2: Yeah, um, that is. It's,
1: nice. Yeah, it's really cool because we've been talking about getting a Keur- Keurig, but I hate the idea of having to buy all those little pods. The and pods so that, are. Th-
2: I know that's what I can't do.
1: And so that completely eliminates that. You just there's there's a little well scoop. That you put in your coffee, and it just run, runs through it.
0: Yeah, the scoop is yes. like a filter. So you just scoop your own coffee. So that's really nice. And, and it looks like you can also make it right into your travel mug. So oh, yeah. If you, you can you know, do it, make a, it yeah.
1: a regular coffee cup or a travel mug cup. They, they, they've got it designed for either. I and, think that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. No, it really it is. Like I said, I, do, I don't drink coffee, so I will hardly ever use it. But I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. Um Awesome. Okay. So um, Stella, uh, Stacey, you wanted to talk. I just called you Stella, which is my daughter's <laughs> name. <laughs> what does that mean? You're not my daughter. But anyway. It okay. I'm not
2: wearing a dress ever.
0: You <laughs> wanted to talk about the Pomodoro. Am I saying that right? Technique? Yeah.
2: So I have to say my things have this time management theme because everything I'm loving right now seems sort of like, you know, seems sort of like mean to say right now. Like, like I went surfing on the beach, so I feel like I'm, so I feel like I should keep all of my things, you know, oriented towards the new year um, and time focused instead of talking about how I was surfing last week. So, um, the Pomodoro technique. So I haven't actually done this. My friend Vanessa at um, Mixed Martial Arts and Crafting told me about it, and I'm interested because she does it. Um, what it is is basically. I guess the guy was named Pomodoro. I don't really know. But he has this idea that you really only get stuff done um, in small chunks of time. Like if you sit down for three hours, you're not really working for three hours. You're sort of fidgeting and futzing. So you set a timer for 25 minutes and you just do one thing and only one thing the whole time during that 25 minutes. And then when the alarm rings, you check your email or you, I don't know, run around the house, have a cup of coffee, and then you set the timer again and you do something else, Um, which I think is a really good idea because um, a lot of time. I mean, I think multitasking is very good for some things. Like if you're checking Twitter and checking your email and maybe doodling, I don't know, like doing small things, then multitasking is great. Um, But if you're doing something that requires more focus, like writing a pattern, maybe, you know, proofreading something, then the whole multitasking thing just isn't, I think, a good idea because you're not really doing, you're not focused. Um, So I think this little technique sort of captures my philosophy of multitasking like just pick 25 minutes like hammer at it get it done and then you can like you know skip through the hallways
0: um gwen have you ever tried something like this
2: i haven't
1: but i've heard about it and it makes perfect sense to me
0: yeah it does i mean it too. makes
1: perfect logical sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah um I'm, looking, <laughs> um I'm looking at their website first of all they, they have really cute timers that look like tomatoes which kind of like <laughs> I don't know. Is this related to Pomodoro, like the tomato? I of? think it
2: is the tomato. Oh, maybe it's how long it takes for a tomato to cook or something. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't, we're going to have to investigate. That's related to the tomato. Okay. I'm getting a tomato uh, vibe
0: from this website. But um, uh, I do really like that idea. And um, and I do find that if I turn off all of my smartphone um, alerts and just kind of focus on one thing, I get a lot more done. And it's better quality. So. This is a good yeah.
2: So I shut off my email as a matter of course. This is my my new life philosophy. My email is. I guess I've been doing it like over a year now. My email is just shut, and I open it and I do the checking of the email instead of having it open all day long and just sort of because you feel like you have to reply if something beeps at you.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that I, when I, when I do turn it off, I feel so much better. So, and get so much more done. Um, all right. That's a good one. Um, so I, my next one is actually funny. So, uh, these are two phrases that I use as a mom, um, for, uh, parenting. I have three daughters who are nine, seven, and three years old. So I do a lot of active, um, parenting of them all the time. And, um. So these are two phrases that I have found to be incredibly effective uh, all, for all of those diverse ages. So the first one is, um, actually a pediatrician told me this a long, long time ago, and that is, if you're going to cave, cave. Um, this is a phrase you say to yourself, actually. So, um, So when your child is asking you for something and you kind of know in the back of your mind, eventually you probably would just give it to them. Just give it to them. Um, so in other words, don't say no 13 times and then on the 14th time, just give it to them because that's like the b- best form of reinforcement for them. Um, because they know if they ask 13 times, they'll get it on the 14th one. So, um, so if you're going to cave, cave and it has to do with, it, it actually applies to all kinds of parenting things, not just if your child's asking for something, but you know, when they're infants and they're crying at night and you know, you're going to have to get up and go down and feed them. Um, if, you hear that cry, just get up and go. Like eventually you're going to have to go. So why get fully aroused and fully awake? Just, if you're going to cave, cave, just go, you know, it's
2: good for life too. Like, yeah, I agree. If you're one of these people who, you know, someone asks you to do something and you're, you know, Oh, not now. Like why get asked 20 times and then end up doing it? Just either do it or don't do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very good phrase. I love it. And the other one, that I use a lot, um, and this one is one I actually say to the kids, which is one more fun thing. So if we're somewhere and we're playing at the playground, for example, they're having a great time, but you know, we need to be somewhere at three o'clock and it's 2.50. So we we really have to go. Um, I will say to them, one more fun thing, and then we're going to go. And then they look around and they say, well, I want to do the slide is my last fun thing. Or, you know, I want to go run over there is my last fun thing. And they choose. They go and they do it. And then we leave. And it's like it gives them a choice. It makes them know that they, you know, they got to they got to do their last thing. And then they leave without a fuss. And it works every time. So I see a lot of parents with kids who don't want to leave and they're, like, dragging them out, and the kid's crying. And I feel like if you can just go up to them and say, one more fun thing, and then we're leaving, uh, it really does work. And sometimes they'll try to push it and be like, yeah, my one more fun thing is going to be, you know, some, like, really big, long, complicated thing. It's like, no, one <laughs> more fun thing, and then we're leaving. Um, and I swear it works for the 9-year-old as well as it works for the 3-year-old. It is a good technique. So,
2: And that's good for the 3-year-old, too, because like a lot of people use time, like we're leaving in five minutes, but that's not a very significant thing to a three-year-old. That's totally right.
0: Right. So for them to feel like, you know, say one, one more minute or five more minutes doesn't mean anything. Um, but this gives them some semblance, some feeling of control over it, which is what we kids really want. And, right. um, and a realistic time period of, you know, after I go down the slide, and that's about as long as we have, you know? So I like those two phrases. Um, all right. So we're back up to you, Gwen. Um, you wanted to talk about the Dynamic Communicators International Events.
1: Yes. Ooh. Oh, I, I have been living with these people. They have three major events um, a year. And I actually did the Triple Crown. I went to all three of them this year. They are not... Um, for the faint of heart, they are expensive and they are intense. So, if you're going to do them, you gotta be committed for it. But um, they, uh, I, I came across them via uh, Michael Hyatt, and uh, he's a, a leadership um, blogger. And uh, it, there are there are three events. One is called um, the Platform Conference about building your platform. One is um, called the Launch Conference about how to launch yourself um, into whatever your your new um, business is. And the last one is the SCORE Conference, and SCORE is an acronym that they use for teaching um, how to improve your public speaking. And so um, the thing about the, these events um, is that they are intense, that, you know, you, you need to be committed if you're going to go to these things. Um, but because they're intense, they are amazingly useful um they have an incredible depth of information the people who are running it are exceedingly generous um the other people that you meet there are fabulous it's just it's it was quite an investment of time and energy and money but um the value was totally worth it and that i that i invested this past fall by going to all of the events
0: wow um and do you, do you ever meet anybody there who's also in sort of the needle arts or craft Oh no, I field? was
1: definitely I was definitely <laughs> a you know party of one. Well, except for the platform conference because Kelly, my blog partner and I actually went to that one together. Um so Kelly and I were in the room, but um no, most people are doing, you know, speaking careers um in kind of more traditional sort of things, either um inspirational, uh motivational, leadership, you know kind of what I would call the typical topics you would expect, um, people in the, in the public speaking arena, uh, to be covering. Uh, so it was interesting, you know, talking to people about, um, yeah, I'm a professional knitting instructor. like, really? That's a thing. Yeah. No, it's a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, you know, I think in some ways it's neat to be the, the sort of outlier, um, cause you bring in a really different perspective.
1: Well, it, exactly, and the thing is, it, is it does allow you to look at things, and for me, that was part of the reason of going to this com- to these conferences, because the same thing is happening on the other side of the equation. I'm, I'm hearing it from them in a completely different way, because they're not at all thinking about the creative arts, you know, um, world, whether it be sewing or knitting and crocheting or, you know... Um, photography or any of the, the typical creative kind of things. And so it was, it was really, it was a very interesting, interesting experience. But what, what dedicated me was they are, they are just, they put on an amazing event. Um, they're amazingly professional, um, tremendously generous.
0: Nice. So do you think that you're going to be able to apply some of the, um, already have already
1: have been applying stuff from, from each of them in different, different venues in my world. Wow, yeah.
0: that's neat. And are you going to – or have you already um, going to write some some blog posts about sort of applying some of these concepts or, or sort of sharing their concepts with the, the creative – Yeah, uh,
1: yeah as, as I start really implementing them. I mean, like a lot of them is in the kind of early implementation stage, but as we really start to implement it, yeah, absolutely.
0: That will be interesting to read. Super. Um, okay. Uh, so, Stacey, I'm going to let you pick –
2: Okay, um, <laughs> what do you want next? I'm going to pick, list. for fear of stealing Gwen's, okay. I'm doing this one first. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay. This is a website that Gwen turned me on to, Time Management Ninja. Well, really, it's a blog. Um, and it's just, I do know, is it one guy? It might just be one guy. I think it's, it's just one just, guy. It's just one guy. It's just a blog of really... Good time management techniques and they're the easiest things like that's nothing complicated like you don't set up a new planner or anything like that but they're just really good tips to just manage your time better so one of them is what I said earlier closing your email throughout the day Um, things like like I'm one now about how to streamline some tasks. Um, and they're just really simple little um, posts and you can read through them in the, in a minute or two. And you always end up being like, Oh, that is sort of a good idea. Wow. That would save me time. You know, if I did that. So it, time management ninja.com one and I things, follow him on Twitter. Yeah.
0: Well. One of the things I, I follow him on Twitter and I also follow his blog and my RSS reader. And one of the things I like, about it is just even if I don't read the whole piece that day, um, even just seeing the headline reminds me that I should think about time management that day. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I will read it when I'm having my morning cup of coffee and I'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, time management is something I should be cognizant of throughout the day today." today. Yeah. I kind of
2: like that. For two th- well, for 2013, my overarching goal um, was to, well, I was defending my evenings and weekends um, because when you work at home, there's really nothing stopping you from checking your email one more time oh, or
1: amen, sister.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, doing that one more little thing. And so I've been pretty good for a while at, after 6 p.m. I'm pulling the plug. And in 2013, I was working on doing the weekends as well. So I check email, um, check my forums for like an hour or two in the morning, and then that's it. Like, my day is over because otherwise it's going to take over your entire life. Um, And what you have to do to run a business in less than 40 hours a week is be really picky about how you spend your time, Um, which might mean not, you know, you can't reply to an email within five seconds or you're not reading every single tweet of every person you follow. Um, So it's a good site to just narrow your focus.
0: Yeah, I um I think all three of us read it. So Oh yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah, that tells you something. Um all right, so um I have one more pick for today and that is the Swell app. Um so this is an app for iPhone. I'm sure you can probably get it um on uh, on your, you know, iPad and perhaps on Android, although I haven't checked. Um and it is, I believe it's free uh in the iTunes store. And um it is very similar to Pandora, which is you know the popular music app where that's you kind of can tune into a station based on what you like, um and it chooses music for you. So it's similar to that, but it's for spoken audio. Um so if you're a person like me who works at home or just listens to lots of audio throughout the week, um and you kind of run out of podcasts, which is what happens to me sometimes. <laughs> um, so I've like gone through all the new shows and then I'm like, oh, okay, what am I going to listen to now that's interesting? So Swell app has been a lifesaver because um, it is like Pandora. So you just tune in and it's super simple. There's audio on there all the time. Um, and then it learns what you like. So if you're listening to a piece from NPR, let's say, and then you're not interested in it, you can just swipe and it kind of is like a thumbs down. Um, And then it won't give you, you know, pieces on finance anymore if that's not what you're interested in. Um, And then if you give it a thumbs up, it's like, ooh, I can, you know, swell knows that you like technology. And so it'll try to find more audio pieces on technology for you. Um, And it just, you know, constantly streams there's it's super simple um, and I have learned about new shows from it that I would never have found previously um, so that's really helpful too so if you're listening to a piece and you're like wow this is a great interviewer. Um, Or, you know, I really like the format of this show. It says right there what it is, where you can find it, and then you can go hunt that down and, you know, subscribe to that particular show in iTunes or whatever. So and then it's searchable, too. So if you want to find just, you know, This American Life, you can search for that. And it just constantly streams. Um, So there's no, you know, fiddling with your phone or anything like that. You just swipe to skip and thumbs up if you like it. And ta-da. So oh, I love really nice. the Swell app. Yeah, super good. Um, all right, so we don't have a ton of time left, so we're going to hit one more. Gwen, I'll let you pick. You have two left on your uh, list. Do you want to pick one?
1: Um, you're going to tell me what they are. I don't have that email Okay, so-, <laughs> I love
0: so one of them is the Hadaki bags, and one of them was your Mini Coop S.
1: Oh, uh, I think the world will be more interested in the Hadaki bags, so... Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Hidaki bags. (coughs) The, um, I, I found them, well, I discovered them, um, last year at the National Needle Arts Association or wholesale show for the, for the yarn industry. And I, and I, I decided that I would kind of start moving to them as my kind of, um, carry on. I, I can never... Take a trip where I only use carry on because I have way too much stuff that has to go. So I always have checked luggage. Um, I can so, attest
2: to this. She has a lot of stuff.
1: I, ha- <laughs> I have a lot of stuff. It's the <laughs> way that it goes. Um, and and so my you know my carry on bag. I I've, I've had a bag that I really love, but it started to to really show wear. And the problem is because I live leave out of a really small market. Sometimes it doesn't quite fit. It really is supposed to, it'll fit barely under the seat in front of me, but kind of not quite, and it encroaches a little bit on my neighbor's space, and it won't fit in the overhead bin in, in, the, little, in the little planes when I have to, to do that. So I was looking for some, some alternatives, and so I found these Hadaki bags, and I just love them because um, they're not particularly expensive. I mean, they're not cheap, but they're not particularly expensive, but they're durable, um, and they're fun. They have these really fun prints and bright colors and and um and whatnot. And so and they have all sorts of shapes and sizes and types and and uh and so I've I've got a couple Hadaki bags that I use as my as my carry-ons. I actually have a little Hadaki wallet um that I use now. I mean, it's it's one of those things that they just it's kind of become the, the perfect bag. Um Do you and- know what
2: cut you have? I like, do you have the jet setter duffel.
1: Um, I have um I don't know, one of them is, is just the laptop bag, which that's all it'll okay. look your laptop. Um, that's the thing is that kind of depending on what you specifically need, you can, you know, you can find it. Um because they have, you know, some with more zipper pockets, some with less, you know, some mm-hmm. with more space, some with less space, um and and so that's why why I've liked it and mine has quite a bit of white in the print that I have. And I thought, okay, it's going to start looking filthy really soon. And I used it for, well, most of a half of a year. And there's, there's a few places that, you know, I can tell that it's starting to get a little dirty. I haven't even put it through the washer yet, but I know I can because it's just a, a good, uh, like ripstop nylon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty excited about, about them and we'll continue to be purchasing these Hadaki bags. Cause like I said, for, for value, um they're a good price and even if they got really grimy and they wouldn't go through the washer like i said i haven't actually done it yet but i'm pretty sure it will it'll be no problem um i don't think it's going to be a problem it would be not a problem in my mind to just say okay you're done i'm throwing you out because because it is a good value i'm not i'm not spending you know four hundred dollars on a bag it's you know it's a fairly inexpensive bag And. Um,
0: that's super. Um, Gwen, I'm going to, if you send me the, when you, you know, have some time to go back and look, send me the link to the one that you, that you've been okay. using and I'll link to that one. And it looks like they have all different, you know, they make a whole lot of different lines of bags, including some really nice looking kids' backpacks I can see here. that Oh, yeah. No, that, that's the
1: thing is they have yeah. a ton of, a ton of options.
2: Ton that's awesome. Of options.
0: awesome. Um, all right. So we just have a few more minutes, Stacey. So, um.
2: Oh, good. Uh, my last one's quick. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, In my time management theme, um, so it's the new year, you get a new little calendar and planner. Um, I strongly advocate for a weekly to-do list over a daily to-do list. Um, So I very rarely put anything on a specific day unless like it's, you know, like right now it says 6 a.m. Podcast with Abby. Um, But otherwise, I just have what I need to do for the week. And it's on the right side of my page and the calendar's on the left side of the page. And I think that allows me to sort of pick what I feel like doing that day or, um, you know... um, so manage when I feel like doing things, or just let things spread to the next day without feeling bad about it. Like if I have format a pattern and I start on Monday and I don't finish it until Tuesday, that's fine. It's not overflow. It's not whatever. It's just I'm working on it that week and I'm doing it. Um, and I much prefer that to putting things on every day because if something happens, you know, if something happens on a Monday, then you have to bump it to Tuesday, and then before the end of the week, your calendar looks all scratchy, scratchy. Um, and I also always pad my to-do list by a little bit so that, um, I always finish the week with the things done mm-hmm. and that gives you a good sense of completion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of having a to-do list is just being able to check things off and feel like yeah. you're making progress. And so you want to set it up for maximum positive feelings of like looking exactly. forward <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that
2: success, <laughs> set yourself up for success, for
0: Success, exactly. Um, and I'm also like such the early bird. Like I always like to have the padding in there too, so that I have everything done on time. And I, you know, there's a lot of, um, variables in life, you know, you can, um, get sick or something can, you know, suddenly break in your house or whatever, all kinds of things can happen. Your car dies and you know, life gets in the way. And so it's good to have a little bit of time, Okay, you know, it's not until 2 Friday. I can still get it done, you know, between now right. and then. So I like that, too. Um, all right. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me, you guys. And, Gwen, I hope you feel good soon.
1: I hope I do, too. Like I said, this is my worst nightmare of being of not feeling well just before needing to go to an event. So hopefully... Um, the next couple days I will be officially on the mend.
0: Yeah. Cause when do you leave for TNNA? I,
1: I leave on Thursday and have oh. to teach on Friday. So. Oh.
0: All right. We'll get lots of rest and drink. Feel some better. Tea. Yeah. Feel better. So, um, so you've been listening to the Walsh Naps podcast. My guests today were Gwen Bortner and Stacey Trock. And you can find Gwen online at twosides2points.com and GwenBortner.com, her website. And you can find Stacy truck at FreshStitches.com and you can connect with me on my blog WalshyNaps.com The WalshyNaps podcast airs the first and third Mondays of the month so you can subscribe for free in iTunes so you don't miss a thing. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Alright, take care and I'll talk to you soon.
2: Okay. Bye. Alright, bye. bye.
0: bye.